What is up, everybody? It's Jeffrey Lyles. You are listening to Lyles Movie Files. I am hyped up. I'm excited because I just finished watching Batman The Long Halloween Part 1. If you remember on this fine show, I said, I'm not looking forward to this because it looks like DC is messing it up. They're shaking up too much stuff. And because I'm a huge big man, not afraid, and not too humble to admit when I'm dead wrong. I was stone cold dead wrong on this one. It's a really good adaptation, and I am looking forward to watching it again very soon, like possibly after we finish recording tonight's show. So, yeah, I'm hyped up and excited. It has nothing to do with the bribe of candy they put in the in the DVD box, too, or Blu-ray box. Chase, little brother, what's up with you, man? I'm doing good. Where can we see reviews for this said movie? You know what? You can see it very soon on LylesMovieFiles.com. Excellent work, excellent work. You know, you just throw it up and kind of push it back down. Chief, what's up with you? Everything is good. Everything is good. What's going on, everybody? Chilling. Jay King, welcome back to the land of the podcasting. Thank you, Jeff. Glad to be back. Yeah, welcome, everybody. How y'all doing, man? Hope everybody's having a good uh, week there. And uh, by the way, happy Juneteenth. Hey, man. Yeah. About to mess this up for y'all and make it a national holiday. Folks going to have to start using floating holidays in June. What's happening? (laughs) But not everybody's happy. It's not all happy. It's not all fun and games. There's some actual discourse in the world right now. I don't know if you guys have heard this controversy, but not everybody's happy within the Heights. They said Lin-Manuel Miranda's latest film is not representative of everybody in the Latin culture. There's not enough Afro-Latinx people in this movie with speaking roles, and they need it to be, because Washington Heights is populated by everybody. I put this out to you guys before, and we didn't get around to talking about it because we just had all kinds of cool stuff to discuss. But listen, is it the responsibility of every minority film to cater and address every demographic in said minority film. There you go. Let's be honest. Uh, I don't know if I was a film creator, but I have every demographic of black people in every... I mean, like, just in every black movie, there's not... I mean, because each... Each, I'm trying to think of how, how to say this. Every group of, every ethnicity has its own cultures. I'm not going to say subcultures. They got their own unique person personalities that usually run a giant gamut of people. I mean, people. I don't think there is any way you can have everybody service in a genre. I mean, in a movie, especially movies like with let's. I I have not watched the high yet. But I mean, you're saying maybe there's 20 people. You're like, hey, one of them could have been that. Maybe, but I, I mean, it, then if if that genre, if somebody was categorized, like, hey, you know, the light skinned people were there, you should have had more black skinned people. Oh, you should have had. I'm not. I mean, I'm I'm not trying to minimize anybody, but it's like you should have had somebody there, somebody there, somebody there, and keep and and just keep going and and, and to infinitum. And it's like. I got the best people. 
I, for those roles. I can make a sequel. It took me how many years for this movie to actually come out, first off, because it got in giant mounds of limbo. I got the people that, for that role at that point. If y'all want me to make a sequel, give me the money. I'll put everybody else in there. So, all right. J. King, what's your take? Who gives a shit? Uh, look. <laughs> look at man. You're not hey, going to hey, make everybody uncle. happy. Hey, very eloquent. I, you know, I'm very well spoken and very eloquent. I'm pretty sure all of you know that. Um, but, man, who cares? And honestly, you can't please everybody. And I'm going to tell you something else. It's a musical in 2021. I doubt anybody of Latina, dark skin, Latina actually wanted to be in a damn musical unless they wanted to cash a check. Who cares? It's, come on. Uh, who cares? Seriously, they have bigger fish to fry. Who cares? <laughs> there's, there's really no reason to get on it. You're gonna, we're just gonna tear everything down because everybody's not included. And you know, every 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 cross section of everybody in this section of, of of a race is not fully represented. We're we're, we're always gonna run into that because here's the thing. You add the appropriate amount of, of, of dark-skinned Latinos and speaking roles in this film, then somebody else is going to feel left out, and someone else will feel left out. Look, it's, it's what it is. I'm sorry. I mean, what did Lin-Manuel, at the end of the day, what did the complaining do? Lin-Manuel Miranda just gave a canned statement about it. Hey, I'll do better next time. Yeah, and you'll come see the next one so you can complain about that. Who cares? <laughs> My favorite thing, though, is the knowledge that if there were one, there would be like, well, why come there was only one dark-skinned person, Afro-Latinx person, in this movie speaking? I mean, there's so many other roles. Why couldn't it have been an even mix? You know, because it has to keep, the goalposts keep moving. It's never, I would say it's never enough, but it's like, it's never to the point where people are like, all right, that was good, yeah. I feel yeah, like the closest Jeff. thing was Black Panther. But even with Black Panther, people were like, hey, some of these characters are lesbians in the comic book, and that demographic wasn't represented in the movie. I'm like, dude, come on. I mean, what, what else do we need in this movie? And you know, Jeff, Jeff, speaking of that real quick, I heard somebody say about Black Panther, well, why were the big black brothers all relegated to the hills. They were like the eight men. Why couldn't they live in Wakanda proper? You can't please everybody, dude. You can't, you man. Can't. You can't. It's like, hey, y'all put all the cues and the alphas up in the hills. What's going on? Is this a statement on fraternities? Man, protest of Black Panther. Chief, what's your take on this, man? Uh, you know, I... So, eventually it's going to be like, all right, we're going to have a movie. We're going to have Koreans, but you didn't represent. You have South Koreans. But you didn't have North Koreans. Then, you know, uh, you know, there was Koreans, but you didn't have any Japanese. There's Japanese, but you didn't have any Chinese. You had uh, blacks, but you didn't have American uh, uh, blacks. Oh, you didn't have Jamaican blacks. Oh, you didn't have African blacks. Okay, Ghana wasn't represented. What about Nigeria? Why wasn't the Nigerians in here? Okay, how about Liberian? There's no Liberian girl? I mean, what's going on here? So at some point, man, you've got to accept a, they put your culture in and been like, okay. You know what I mean? Like, just like uh, we were talking about uh, Star Wars some months back, 
and they had the Asian girl. And then they dogged her because she was Asian in there. Um, like, you know, listen, you've gone from not being represented in movies to having a black face or an Asian face or a Latino face to, okay, well, now you've got uh, Mexicans in here, but there's no Puerto Ricans. Okay, well, now you've got Puerto Ricans, but there's nobody from Spain. It's just, I mean, when does it stop? I mean, when, you know what I mean? Uh, so if you're going to, who the hell is going to make a movie and going to get several types of uh, Indians? I don't know, Hindu, uh, Buddhism Indians. Uh, you know, maybe you get some Pakistanians. Uh, and Lord forgive, don't have a, a Pakistan and then no Israelis. And it's just, you know what, man? <laughs> at, at some point, it's just got to stop. You've got to say to yourself, did they make an effort to include people? Yes. Is every single Asian race going to be in there? No. Is every single black race is going to be in there? Like, I don't, when I watch a movie and they have a black man in there, I don't say, well, he's African, damn. What about the, the American blacks? I think at, at some point in time, you just got to give it up. You know what I mean? You, you, you wanted inclusion. I remember watching some movie. And they had a whole bunch of white guys playing American uh, Indians or Native Americans, right? You can't have, so white people used to play the role. Now we've gone to the thing where we say, well, let's get people who are those people to play the roles. So they bring them into the roles. And then you say, hey, they're, they're not this kind of black or they're not this kind of uh, Latino or they're not this kind of, you know, it just gets crazy after a while. Yeah. And so it's one of those deals where, Lin-Manuel Miranda made the movie he wanted to make. The one that he's been working on for 20 years when he created back in college. And if somebody's like, yo, I didn't feel represented. You can cobble your money together. You can make a hit play. You can make another hit play. You can make that a hit movie. And you can make your own movie featuring Afro-Latinx. You can represent the people that aren't represented on anything you've seen before. But I think it's probably going to be a little bit easier because he opened the door with um, Hamilton in the night. And Rita Moreno was on the Daily Show. Kim, Kim, somebody. She was on one of them. And she was like, listen, I can't open any doors. I want to freaking best of an actress for West Side Story. Nobody was like feeling, yo, we got to start doing more Latino movies because West Side Story just showed... There's a whole other culture out here we need to represent. Nobody cared. They were like, whatever. And she won a Best Supporting Actress Oscar for it. And that's like all the fanfare you can get as an actor. And she was like, yo, he, he did way more than I was able to with two films. And I'm like, yeah. Because I'm watching. I'm like, look at all the colors in this movie. And I'm not talking about the, the reds and blues. I'm talking about the skin tones, the ages. I mean, they had older people. And they weren't treating them like people, oh, oh, I can't get around. They were, like, dancing and doing their thing. They had little kids doing stuff. And I was like, this is great. And then I go online and find out how bad this movie was because it didn't represent 82 different demographics. I feel like directors and screenwriters now are going to have to take a checklist and go, all right, we got this box check. Yep, yep. What about this one? Oh, man, somebody's head's going to roll because we didn't get that box checked off. And, and but and, 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 I mean, I, I, then you're gonna have the think pieces. Like, why didn't? Why wasn't this demographic? You know, this really why this movie sucks. It's like, stop, stop. I mean, Jeff. I mean, you guys. I could say, 
make your own crap, man. Like, if you if you want to be represented, like, the door is open. Like, I mean, he, I mean, we weren't going to see that many musicals. Like, you see one musical a year. This was the one, and it'll probably still end up making $200 million by its end of its run anyway. Yeah, so, I mean, it's just like, you can do it. It's possible now. You can do it on YouTube. You can go viral with it. You can make a short film, put it on Amazon. It's possible. You can do it. But instead of just spending all that time talking about how I'm not represented, you can actually do something about it. What's up, everybody? I am a huge Pierce Brosnan fan. He is my absolute favorite James Bond. So anytime he is in a new action thriller, he's got my attention. New today on digital, Pierce Brosnan leads a star-studded cast in the action-packed, high-stakes heist thriller, The Misfits. It also stars Nick Cannon, Tim Roth, and Jamie Chung. A band of modern-day Robin Hoods recruit a renowned thief to help them pull off the heist of the century. Hold on tight for the thrill ride of the summer. Buy or rent The Misfits now on digital and on demand. It's rated R from our friends at Paramount Pictures. You can also get a free copy of this film. All you have to do is hit me up on Lyle's Movie Files. That's lylesmoviefiles at gmail.com. Tell me what your favorite Pierce Brosnan film is, and I'll send you a free code so you can watch it. If you don't get that free code, you can still check out The Misfits on demand and on digital right now. Now back to the rest of the show. And Batman was trending big time yesterday. I don't know if you guys were on Twitter, the cesspool of opinions that I really need to stop spending as much time as I do. Because on Cheese Favorite Show, Harley Quinn, they wanted to include a line about Batman giving oral sex to Catwoman. But DC was like, whoa, 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 no. We're not doing that because that's not something the heroes would do. So this sparked a massive social media outrage deal because, oh, word, this isn't something the heroes do? Oh, Batman's like that? Batman's real selfish. She ain't trying to, he can, he can take it, but he's not going to give it? I mean, this, this was like, this was, it was ridiculous. And I'm just like, gosh, why? Why does social media, why, why, does, why does social media play this way? Why can't we just, all right, that was, that was kind of a wild statement for an animation show. By Harley Quinn, but they they lost their minds over this. Fellas, what do you think? Is Batman heroic for saying, nah, Catwoman, clean yourself? I'm not down with this. You know what social media has taught you? Social media has taught me that there's a lot of people out there just real damn lonely. You know what I mean? Like, I, 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 going down my Twitter feed, I just read some of the most random shit, you know what I mean? Um, from, you know, man hating, you know, guys ain't shit all the time, or, you know, women do this, or blah, blah, blah. You know, everybody's got an opinion about everything. And um, Harley Quinn, if you watch the show, that, that statement made you mad? Like, all the stuff they say on that show. You know what I mean? No, it, wasn't, it wasn't the people. They were like, they were all for it. It was DC. Well, but DC I'm saying, has, you're like, nah, nah, that's not. That's what I'm saying. DC, though. But, the, but what I'm saying is all the stuff that they allow on that show and and that, that like, you're, you're joining the line of Batman going down on Catwoman? Like, when you watch a Harley Quinn show, they say whatever. That joy, I remember. I, I remember. I was like, "Oh, this ain't this ain't the the, the the Batman and this ain't you know this ain't the comics I grew up on." As soon as I saw it, I was like, "Oh, they they cuss, they say whatever." Uh, hell, uh, Ivy and Harley are sleeping together often. 
You know what I mean? There's no, they don't suggest, you know, it's not suggestive. It's actually out there in that joint show. So they're doing their thing, and then you have a problem with Batman? It's, DC, you know, DC's whack anyways. And with <laughs> DC, uh, they are, they're like the worst, they're like beta. You know what I mean? Whatever's the opposite of something good is DC. What did, what did we have? Uh, it was it used to be, uh, what came out before CD? We had tapes. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. like, it's like, yo, and then now, we, you know, DC's like CDs, even though everybody's streaming now. They're trying to send the CDs in the mail. You know what I mean? Hey, take these CDs in the mail. Go out and buy your album. You know what I mean? Like, you know, uh, a friend of mine, he was mad at me. He handed me some USB joints to download music on. And so I've had these joints for a year. And I've been going around to people like, yo, does anyone still have music on their computer so I can download this thing for my man? You're an older dude. You know what I mean? So we can download these joints on these, on these, on these, on these, on these discs or whatever and, and get them to them. And everybody's like, you know, everybody's laughing. They're clowning me. You know, I got to take this for a year. That, you know, like, man, what the hell are you doing? Still downloading music for your computer. So finally, somebody was like, yo, do you know a DJ? Maybe that could help it. So finally, I had to find a DJ, one of my friends who DJed, and give him this stuff. And that's DC. They are still downloading music from the computer. You know what I mean? Just like, yo, get with the times, dude. It, you, you, you were created in the 50s or whatever it was. You're not from the 50s anymore. It's, it's a new era. You know, Batman, he does what he does. Everybody's doing what they do. It's, you know, you know they, they probably don't know there's, there's gay people on television now. You know? Don't tell them. DC had a big um, initiative this last week, uh, DC Pride, where they celebrated all of the LGBTQ characters in DC. And they have done a special variant cover where random characters have a Pride flag or you know rainbow backgrounds just so they can be like, yo, we're really progressive, we're on top of things. And it's, you know, I think they do a decent job on that front. So there are things that they're progressive about, and then things like this where it's like, that's a little suspect. Jay King, what do you think about this, man? You have been doubled over with laughter. What's your take? Jeff, everybody, I had the thought that, one, if this were Marvel, we would have had a bit of dialogue between Bruce Wayne and Alfred where right in the middle of sentence, starts to and coughs up a hairball and they would have made some kind of joke about that. It would have been some kind of uh, entendre there about that, right? Oh, man. All right. Well, I think this is the last one with our sponsor. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they would have played they would have played to the humor of it. They would have found a way to incorporate it. And, and, and I'm pretty sure of that, right? If it was Deadpool, it would have been that, you know. That would have been a Deadpool deal. That's all Deadpool. That's a Deadpool joke, you know. Honestly, what what are we talking about here? What are we talking about? You really, that's where we draw the line, huh? This is where we draw the line. Just, just, yeah, I mean, they just, they just put this stuff out to clown <laughs> Alley on this one. Shut up. And not Joker, since this, this is bad. 
that. Um, so, Jace, there was another thing that had social media. It's still in an uproar because of Superman and Lois. Now, we all agree Superman and Lois has been an excellent show. They've done great things. I haven't watched this last, last night's episode. Neither did my dear friend Chief. But the show has been good. They have done what the other shows have constantly failed to do. They have characters making logical decisions. Even when it gets kind of dramatic, it's like, all right, I'm with you on that. That makes sense. I could understand why you would react that way. Fight scenes with Superman, always high quality. He looks cool doing his stuff. They always find these inventive ways to showcase his powers. They managed to overcome the fact that Supergirl stole like 98% of his cool villains. And they've done, hey, we can work Morgan Edge in this piece. And it's good. And I'm like, on board. Like, who cares about Lex Luthor? Who cares about Brainiac? We don't even need Bizarro because Morgan Edge is holding it down. And it's been good. I'm excited. Looking forward to every episode. But one thing that social media is upset about after these last few episodes where it's like, yo, there's a whole army of Kryptonians out here. And they've all got powers like Superman. They're upset that there's no mention of Supergirl. And they're like, yo, where is Supergirl? Why are they just going to ignore everything that Supergirl did? No, 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 no. So for the last three seasons, we haven't mentioned Superman. <laughs> hey, why the hell is this Superman getting care out of the Phantom Zone? Because Supergirl doesn't exist. It's trash. <laughs> Stop it. Like, the, the fact that she decided she was the greatest hero in the world who just happens to patrol National City, doesn't talk to Barry or any of these other guys, hey, doesn't even actually mention the fact there's slavery going on in Black Lightning World, okay? Stop it! Chief, <laughs> what do you think, man? I think that you said there was cool characters in Supergirl, and I'm like, yeah, those, those characters suck. Remember Manchester Black? Wait a second. I, I will, Jace, play back the recording. I don't recall <laughs> saying there were cool characters in Supergirl. You said that, that Supergirl got all the cool characters, and in spite of that... Oh, I, mean, I said they took all the villain. villains. Well, that's what I meant, the villains, but that's what I'm saying. The, the villains in Supergirl weren't that great either. We had a season of Rain, which was decent. Rain was, uh, Rain was good. Rain was good. Rain was good. Rain was good. Right okay, until the original character. Manchester Black, the Manchester Black stank. Uh, I don't even remember the half the villains. They, 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 they were, uh, you know, Luther is, is to me, stinks. Uh, yeah, so listen, we don't want to go to Supergirl. We don't want to go to Supergirl for that pot of anything. The characters stink. The villains stink. The action stinks. It, it, sometimes it's hard to believe it's from the same damn network. Like, no, where actually, is the money's going? Like, yo. So... Like, Yo, so listen, the Superman Lois Joy has been working out perfect. Supergirl, I'm glad this is the last season. It is time for you to bow out. Please do not hire any of the Supergirl, uh, Supergirl writers for Lois and Superman or Superman and Lois. Let's just keep our writers happy over there and let them do what they're doing. Um, mm -hmm. The villains have been good. I mean, the whole story arc has just been good. Like, thank you. Thank you for putting together something that we can watch and enjoy other than the garbage you've been feeding us. You know what I mean? Like, at this point in your life, you know, you know a $6 steak when you taste it. You know what I mean? And, and you can't, I'm not, I don't even go to Applebee's and order steak because I don't want something like a steak. 
You know what I mean? And uh, and Applebee's, I'm sorry if you're sponsoring this. We enjoy your dollar uh, drink uh, menu. Anyways, this so brought to you by Applebee's. Right. <laughs> but this is the thing. Yeah, I don't. So listen, we've been giving, we've been they've been trying to feed us this steak, and we we're telling them we don't like the taste for about two and a half, three years now, and they keep like trying to force it down the throat to the point where I don't watch. I haven't watched Flash this season, not one episode. And let me tell you something. I haven't watched Flash. I haven't watched Supergirl. And I sleep like a baby every night. I don't even think about them. You know what I mean? I don't even think about them. Because the, the show was such garbage. It had gone so downhill with everything. Like, like you talk, we talked earlier about the uh, our characters. Um, they don't even represent Martian Manhunter. He's just there. He's like those old 90 movies where they just had the token black dude. And they would tease him. And he'd be like, man, come on, guys. That is Martian Manhunter in that show. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah, this this super the Superman lowest thing, man, it needs to keep rolling. Supergirl, peace. So yeah. Mm-mm. Okay. So Disney has decided we've got this empire on our streaming service. We need to take into account people are going to movies again. So we are still releasing our movies on Disney Plus, but to accommodate that, the Friday release schedule, they have made some changes. So all of their original series are now going to come on Wednesday. So when there's a new movie that drops, that's going to get the Friday slot, which means Loki is not the only show you're going to see drop new episodes on Wednesday. Everything going forward is going to stick to Wednesday releases. What do you think about that? Jay King, does that matter to you? One iota? Does that mean you're just going to watch it on Friday when you get the free time to watch it? And avoid spoilers, or just be like, all right, I'm just gonna watch it on Wednesday and hope for the best. Doesn't really matter to me. I mean, I'm I avoid social media because you know that's the idiot's playground. I don't I don't fool with that. I don't get down with that. They ain't gonna spoil nothing for me there. Um, you'll watch it. People will watch how they watch. That's not gonna impact anything. I don't think. But then again. We live in a time where everybody's offended by everything and they have a problem with all, so somebody be pissed off about it. Watch Tuesdays get it. <laughs> why did it to be on Tuesdays for the new episodes? This is really uh, Sunday morning is when I watch my TV, so I would like for Sunday morning to be when 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 these releases are are met. I, I, I think that we can agree, yeah, that there'll be people like that. Who cares? Why when, uh, when, AJ King, when, they, when, the, uh, when the shows start coming, more than one show comes on Wednesday, I'll officially have to retire from uh, Lyle's Movie Files. Because this, <laughs> this is the Wednesday night slot. You know what I mean? So I'm not going to miss my Disney show. You know what I mean? Or for Lyle's Movie Files. Although I will continue to go to lylesmoviefiles.com for my um, movie information. Nice job. I mean, since you've already ran Applebee's off, you just want to just quit the show. EBIF. Come on down. We all at. All right. Well, if you have been one of those fans of Manifest on NBC, I've got some not shocking news. It has been canceled, despite being the number one show on Netflix. Jason, was that your W of the week? No. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it, it was like interesting premise on NBC. Don't watch it. Don't even watch it on Netflix. It's just gonna disappoint you. There's no. I mean, it's like, I mean, like I said this. 
I gave them, my last NBC show I gave them a chance was Timeless. And they canceled that after two seasons. I'm like, nope, never again. Like, I'm not watching. You can say, you can put as much promotion in this show. You can say you got the highest ratings on it Tuesday at 8 o'clock. Not buying it. Never again. Okay, I'm not going to watch the show on NBC. <laughs> Hey, look, NBC needs to just turn itself into the SV, the Law and Order spinoff in Chicago, uh, whatever. Spain. How many right. Chicago shows do they have? No, I mean, Chicago night. It's Wednesday. Right now, we are interfering with like three Chicago shows. I would love to see them do like Chicago parking enforcement, Chicago health and health code violation. <laughs> Keep it going. Keep Chicago it going. It's going to be anyway. <laughs> Building inspectors. <laughs> hey, we need to get the paramedics in here in Chicago PD here to check and make sure this building will stay up. Hey, it just might work. So, yeah. Hey. I was like, yeah, I, I can't believe anybody. I don't feel like anybody who's still watching an NBC show and hoping for the best should be surprised at this. Man, so it was funny. Like when I saw it was actually put on Netflix, I'm like, I see what you're trying to do, but I also know this is NBC, so I'm not buying it. I'm just gonna stay away. I I already got burnt this summer by Jupiter's Legacy. Not again. <laughs> yeah, burnt big time on that one, brother. All right, one person who will not get burnt is Wesley Snipes. Mm. He continues making himself relevant in movies once again. He is now in talks to join the cast of John Wick 4, which is basically shaping up to be an Expendables at this rate. I want to see Blade versus Neo. Who's on board with this? Are y'all like, yeah, all right, whatever. Or are you excited about this like me? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, Thanks. Wesley got tax trouble. It's good to see him go ahead and make that money and pay off those taxes, man. You know, we grew up on Wesley, man. New Jack. Yeah, so you know, it's good to see Wesley winning still. You know what I mean? He's not gonna win against John Wick, but you know. No, he's not gonna win, but he's gonna get paid. Right. I want to see him with the sword. I want to see him in a sword fight against him. Wesley's like one of the few. I'm sorry, what is it? I was gonna say, you think he's gonna be an adversary or, uh, you know, a. a fellow assassin who's actually against the guild. I don't know, man. We've got Donnie Yen. We've got um, Bill Skarsgård. Maybe Halle Berry's back. We got a lot of heavy hitters in this thing, and I feel like we got to have somebody fight fight Keanu. Wesley's like the one of the few that could actually go step for step with Keanu. Yeah. So I'm eager. I'm ready to see it. Good deal. Good deal. All right, let's see. Um, one thing you will not be seeing any longer are wings on your Victoria's Secret's angels. Victoria's Secret has decided in a massive switch of their branding that we're, we're, past, we're past angels. And the company has hired new representatives, including soccer star Megan Raffioni, and Priyanka Chopra Jones to represent the brand to turn around and make people think different pleasant thoughts about Victoria's Secret. Gentlemen, what's your take on this? As perverse and purchases of Victoria's Secret product and fans of the fashion shows 
and commercials, etc. Come on, Javon. I mean, you just sitting there shaking your head. I need some comments. Jeff, why did you do this? So I can put it on social media. You're going to delete this anyway because you know I work in the blue. They don't be having no ass anyway on Victoria's Secret, so I don't give a shit. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, everybody's straight up and down. It's the model look. I'm, they don't impact me no way. Yeah, who cares? And I'm, I've, I've, I've gained so much weight, I'm, I can't even fit in any of their panties. They don't make up my size anymore. <laughs> so it is what it is. I'm sorry, Chief. You know, that yeah. quarantine weight was was effective and a hindrance to a lot of people who purchased Victoria's Secret products. Yeah, yeah. Hey, listen, I can still get my La Perla. There you, there you go. There you go. That's what matters. And the important thing is, will Batman go down? Hey, Sorry. hey 50 Savages for everyone. So. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's appropriate on the, on the night that there's a verse between Trina and Eve that we're talking about all this, so. It's only fitting. Really? That's happening? Do That's happening that? right now. How long is that versus really going to be? I feel like it's <laughs> over the second and now. We'll see will be going. They'll be wrapped up by 15 minutes. <laughs> well, Trina's done her three hits. All right, here. We're going to go to the B-side of Trina. She only had two albums, so uh, here, we got some guest appearance ones. Oh, there, those Two of those are over. Uh, so what you been up to later, Trina? Eve, you're married to a you know a prince. How's that life? <laughs> How's the view treating you now that you know got rid of Sharon Osbourne? Okay, be a lot of conversations there. It is, yo. I'm telling you, man. They they have at least at least during the pandemic we got the good ones. You know right. what I mean? I think we're just starting. We're starting to get the Supergirl of of verses now. <laughs> wow. You know what I mean? The all right. So the, what's left, Chief? Divine. <laughs> Chase, what verses, what realistic ones would you want to see? I'll give you a few seconds to think of a good one, and then come back. MC Hammer versus Eminem would be good. Jay Z versus Eminem. You know, but we'll end up getting uh, Charlie Gordon versus somebody. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Lil, Lil' Kim versus Nicki Minaj. You know, we want oh, those. Yeah, we gotta have Lil' Kim versus Foxy, right? I mean, that's just... You know, Foxy never really... See, I don't uh, know if she can... Foxy wasn't that... That is a versus that's going to happen. It's just going to be yeah. very quick. Just by even. Yeah. Okay. Jay King, how about you? I would like to see Usher versus Justin Timberlake. I would like to see... Uh, Probably a Tony Braxton versus uh, 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 I had a Faith Evans or something like that. I'm going for people who I think would actually do it, even though I know Justin or Usher would probably get in that arena. But somebody yeah, what about do it? What hits. about Mariah versus? Uh, oh man, who, was, who did I have her? No, no, Faith versus Mary J. Nah, nah, I don't know. Tag team versus Bone Crusher. Oh, because I, I feel Lil like that's Scrappy. Right, little Scrappy versus Pain uh, versus somebody might be good. That would be good. That would be good. I'd be John. good for that. Lil Maybe Nuda versus somebody, but Nuda, you, you took it right from me. Where did Nuda go? Nah, we heard about that. 
Nah, he did. He did win. But maybe it was Buster that he win against. Okay. Oh. Okay. Buster Rhymes versus Ice Cube. Cubans, 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 yeah. Hits between them. Yeah, they got it in. I mean, yeah. I mean, I can oh, see that. It was, was Ludacris and Nelly. Not, not, not. That wouldn't be fair. Luda and Nelly. Yeah. I would like for Cube to go against somebody West Coast. Right. Still want to see Dre versus somebody. You got to have Dre versus Diddy. I mean, that's that's the only fair matchup on that, right? Hey, Dre Just versus Jesus. Because who else? I mean, who could be? Dre, Dre was, Dre's got hundreds of songs. Only Jesus himself yeah. coming down from the mountain honest. could beat Dre. Puffy has I mean, enough songs in the catalog. Uh, Puffy, I don't know if Puffy's going to beat Dre. I'll be honest with you, though, Chief. A lot of Dre's hits hit to somebody else's. But you I mean, know, he's that's, got that's, his that's finish Yeah, but I'm just saying he's a producer. If you're going like, because they did Timberland for somebody, <laughs> so they all did their music that they produced. But, like, Dre, uh, he's got songs, and he's got producing Dre's. I mean, he's got Snoop's. First album, he's got his own album. He's got I, a right. lot of the best stuff on Snoop's album was Daz. I would say yeah, Daz. Dude. Okay, see, yeah, all right. See, that's the, that's the question. Like, do you count hey. who his manager or do you count who he produced? That would be the one. Hey. That's, like, that's why Puffy would kind of lose some of his. He can't use Big because that and all of them. Yeah, he used Big. He used Mary. <laughs> Technically speaking, he wasn't the producer on Big. He was the manager. He was like on tracks okay. with him. So let's just say the Chronic versus any of Puffy's stuff. Come on. It's n- it's nothing. Yeah. We're not even talking. The Chronic was one of the greatest albums ever ever produced, ever you know written, Puffy ever done. Ready? Okay, oh, who ready? put me hip to the Chronic, Jace? Huh? You know who put me hip to the Chronic? Who? The West Coast album, The Chronic. The guy in the New York Giants hat. That's on our podcast. I put you onto the chronic? You put me onto the chronic. That was, hey, man, you know, now I'm proud. That, I'm, I'm proud that that moment made me happy, man. Hey. But what Puffy, what Puffy album comes close to the chronic? I'll okay. wait. No way you don't I'll, have I'll one. Ready to die. That's a big album. No way out. He's got he's got some hits on that track. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big album. <laughs> he's got the life and Mace on there with a black rob. Benny uh, said Rita. Poppy Ayaki. We ain't going to those B side ones. <laughs> hey, listen, the, the song was twisted. The song with Twister was dope. I'll give you that. What? If we're going to do that, if we're going to put Diddy against, I would say what you do is a bad boy versus death row. Oh, yeah, there you there's go. two outs, that, right? That would be a better way to do it. Okay. Can we yeah. get Diddy versus Jermaine Dupri? Who versus no. Jermaine? Diddy versus Jermaine Dupri. No. I'm for that. I'm for that. Well, I still think Diddy would win that, I think. Yeah. I mean, you got Janet Jackson hits, you got. All but, I mean, yeah, are we doing uh, rappers? Or are we doing just producing? Whatever. We got Say production credits and, and features, yeah. right? Because Jermaine Dupree, if you go back to 1990, you can shit. You can go back as far as what 91 to Chris Cross at and least that. We talking Chris Cross, TLC, Escape, Usher, Mariah Carey. Yeah. Talking about some hits. We talking about a lot of hits. Who's the dude that uh, uh, the baby with chili? 
Dallas Austin. Oh, now that that dude had a lot of yeah, he had a lot of hits, man. He would a lot of hits. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like yeah, so I mean, so much ground was Scott Storch at one time was. Yeah, that was a quick rise and fall, wasn't it? Yeah, he had a drugs to do that to you, man. But, I mean, everything that Scott Storch for about two or three summers, man, that dude was on fire. He touched was gold. He was gold. Yeah, he was. What about the Neptunes versus anybody? Anybody. Right. And quite as quick, man, that we're not talking about, my man Manny Fresh. I was already thinking. Manny got his, yo. Who would you put against Manny? Because I, I can see, like, all of the stuff he has, like, that's... Man. You know, for, for real, if you're going to try to pit Manny against anybody, they're going to try to say, like, DJ Khaled, some shit like that, anybody. I, I would do this. And another one. Cash Money versus No Limit. There you go. Now, that that's a, that's a versus. <laughs> I can see that happen. So maybe we'll see one of them. All right, so the NBA has been going through a crisis. Everybody's going down with injuries. First, it was LeBron and AD with the Lakers, prompting their swift exit from the Western Conference playoffs. Now, Kawhi Leonard may be done. Chris Paul is in COVID protocols. Everybody's hurt. It looks like this could be the very biggest asterisk of any NBA championship because, like, well, everybody's hurt. So what do you guys think? Should they have waited before they rushed the season back after, like, they were still playing in June last year? It's like, all right, well, let's hurry up and get the season back up. Yeah. I think everybody had enough of a break because it's not like everybody was playing the 75 games. Most of them almost took half. I mean, like, all, like all of uh, New Jersey, I'm sorry, Brooklyn, took half the season off. Why? Kawhi did his pain management. I don't. I still think it's stupid for calling it load management. It's pain management. That would everybody. I, I would stop. I would stop getting on the dude if they call it pain management. But all these guys, none of them have played the whole time. It's just we're gonna have a season. It yeah. is what it is. What happens in New England. Yeah. Brett Favre did pain management. Yeah, I mean, yeah. What, I'm sorry. The, the, the season, last season didn't end until September, and they started play or resume play back in December. There was really only about less than 90 days or so right. of, of in between. Right, times. right, right, right. That's when it ended. Yeah. Yeah. So the teams that are facing injuries are teams that were playing in the bubble as of last year, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a lot of guys who over the last 18 months have played a lot of basketball with a break in between, but not enough of. And also, I think what we're not considering is the fact that during this time, a lot of play. It's like when there's a lockout season, you can tell who takes this seriously and who doesn't. Mm-hmm. Time we've had these lockouts over the last 20 years or so. We've had what two NBA lockouts. You can see who's all basketball because these are the guys that come back in shape. They're ready to play. Seriously, it's like nothing. There was no breaking space. Nothing happened. Um. Also, have to look at the guys. Well, LeBron did have a break because he went to space. LeBron did go to space, but I'm gonna tell you something I've noticed about LeBron right now these days. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. I know what you mean. LeBron likes his wine a little much. He likes his wine a little more than he used to. (laughs) 
Oh, seriously. He's 37 years old. He's been playing for one of eight years. I don't care how old he is. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, LeBron has been drinking a little more alcohol. It's going to take an effect. It's going to take an effect. It does with all of us. Yeah. So there's factors. These guys have a lot of – the guys that are hurt have miles on their tires. Each of these guys that we're talking about that are hurt have miles on their tires. They played some ball over the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. But you think about it, like now most of the guys – like again, these are the guys who in, when we started watching basketball, they were playing no more than like 36 minutes a game. These guys now are playing 38, 40 minutes a game, and then crunch time, and then playoffs, they're putting them in basically 40 minutes a game and sporadically using their timeouts to try and give them some rest. It's like, you guys, you guys should have made a roster. You could have go at least nine men deep, especially as talented as the guys in the NBA. Uh, no Nobody can do that anymore. That's, Jay, that's, that's another issue. That's that's another, well, here's a – this is the thing about depth. That's a myth, that's a myth Jeff, because – what the hell do you have 13 guys on that bench for if you're only going to play six of them? That's coaching. That's a lack of coaching. Kevin Durant played 48 minutes last night. He played the entire game. His only breaks were timeouts, right? What do you think that's going to do for him come game six? When game seven happens, which it will, mm-hmm. it's like, and then, and the fact he's like, oh, Harden's out. Oh, and put up Kyrie. So, I mean, not not wishing anything bad on the dude, but it's like, you know, all of these guys, global guys, they're going to get hurt because they're playing too many minutes now. Yep. Rotation, rotation, rotation. Play these guys. How else are these guys going to get better on your bench? How else are you going to integrate them into your system? You got to wait for how, man. It's building up that arm stamina. (laughs) Cliff Levingston was one of the key members of the Bulls Second championship on the run that beat Portland, down 23 to nothing. Remember that, people. I, I, never forget. Never forget. So, all right. Speaking of never forget, it is that magical time of the week, fellas. Who are your nominees for Dummy of the Week? Chase, you've been eagerly awaiting this moment. Who is your nominee? Okay. So, my Dummy of the Week is someone, a rapper named Lil Pump. <laughs> I'm actually now understanding most rappers today are just trolls, and I just I should just ignore them and laugh at them. But sometimes they say something so stupid that I got to mention it. So this guy, Lil Pump said, Amigos belong on Raps Mount Rushmore. <laughs> Man. Did he say this on Tupac's birthday, or did he wait till at least a few days afterwards? Well, no, he decided to say best rap group ever. Jace, look, look, look. <laughs> I'm not going. I'm not going to trash Youngin because that's his opinion. Because this is what I have to oh, remember. Oh no, no, I. <laughs> oh, look, look. This is what I got to remember. These kids are not listening to EPMD Tribe. Woo. They don't care. They're never going to hear that stuff because everything that happened in their lifetime is the greatest thing ever. The, the world didn't exist until they got here, right? Okay, Jerome, so I can't expect them. We had parents that let us listen to their generation of music 
I mean, we That's can true. obviously say, all right, we respect that. Even if it wasn't it's true, we were respecting it. Now we have conversations like, oh, you know, that Michael Jackson album was great compared to some now. But, and that's they true, Jason, but you look at our parents versus the parents of today. They're too busy trying to be their kids. They're too trying to be influencers. They're trying to be just like their kids. They don't have it. They think the same way that their children think. They're not as, you know, it, it, it's really different. I, I don't want to go on a whole tangent about that, but I, I see why these kids think the way they do. Because, they, they, like you said, with the parents, that influence isn't there because their parents try to be just like them. You know, mm-hmm. we, this, is, this is a culture that doesn't look back to how it evolved and how it got here. We don't look backward. We try to, this culture, this generation of the culture tries to discredit the generations before them. I've never seen anything like it. There's no paying homage. There's no respect. It's all, everything we're doing is great, and you guys are lame or we're lame, et cetera. I, I don't understand it, but I do at the same time. I see where it's rooted in. So I, with, with a kid like that, yeah, he's a, he's a donkey, he's a dummy, whatever you want to call him, but I understand why. I totally do. Well, then I, 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 I blame the parents, but still somebody's a dummy, and they still are. Blame the parents. All right, Chief, who's your nominee? having some several I've been in several discussions about this week and uh we do a podcast and there's this guy called Kevin Samuel who also does a, a podcast but his podcast mostly focuses on uh women um now I like Kevin Samuels I watch I watch him I think he's hilarious and I think his message makes sense I think the dummies of the week are the women who call into there who know how he's going to go and get mad at him for going that way. Like, you know what I mean? Um, You can't jump onto the highway in an all-black suit in the middle of the night and not expect to get hit. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. So they go in there. You know what he's going to say. You know you're five, six, 200 pounds, six kids. You know he's going to jump on you. It's, it's just what he does. It's, you're going to say some statements. He's going to say some statements. You're going to be mad behind that. And it makes for great uh, clips on YouTube, but you look foolish going on there knowing what's going to happen to you. Why get mad? You know what I mean? You go to school when you were in high school or college and you didn't do that paper and you still walked into the classroom knowing you had your paper not done and the professor gave you an F, you, were you mad at the professor? Was that his fault? You knew it was coming. You knew it was coming. So I think anybody who calls into Kevin Samuels expecting a warm welcome when you try to argue that point with him is just a dummy to me. Like, if you don't like them, stop going on this program. It just doesn't make sense. So, yeah, so those are dummies of the week for me for the, for this week because I've seen a couple of clips of some of the shows that took place, and I'm just like, why did you go on? Why did you go on? Why'd you, you had a bonnet on your head. Why would you come on the show? You knew yeah. what was going to happen. You wore it, and then got on the show and then got mad. It doesn't make sense. All right, Jake. Thank you, Jeff. I'm a chief. These women want it. 
I, I, there's no other reason. There's no other reason. It has to be, Chief. They, they want that. They, and, and, you know, we live in an era where any attention, no matter how good or how bad is attention, it feeds the ego. And I think that's all they want to, at the end of the day. Like, like Kevin said, hey, narcissism is, is the flavor. Narcissism is taking over. So there, there's that. But I got two dummies, man. They're both NBA related. One is, right. um, you already know, Jeff, I think. Uh, y'all already know. It's KD's bodyguard, even though he's hired by the net. And this just adds to that whole narrative of KD being a cupcake, man. Getting into it, yeah, I know what they say. Yeah, P, him and PJ go back. They both went to Texas, et cetera, et cetera. But for your bodyguard to come out there and 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 and, and bum rush the show like that, hey, look, I'm gonna keep my people in check. Hey, even though he may work for me, he's a bodyguard. I'm on. I'm doing my business now, man. If a joke comes to me, we on the court. This ain't out in the street. This is where I do my business. I got to show face. Even if I am a sucker or whatever you want to call me, <laughs> I got to make it look like, hey, I will defend myself. You ain't going to just run up on me. I got this. My teammates got this. Don't be running up on the court like that. Man, I know you're trying to do your job, but there's <laughs> such thing as doing too much, and that, that was doing too much. Um, uh, number two is Mike Budenholzer, the, the, the Bucks coach. Um... <laughs> Look, I know this is the new NBA where the three-pointer is king and there's no mid-range and all of that dumb shit. This is still basketball, though. (laughs) This is still basketball. And the guys who are the tallest usually make their money around the basket because it just makes more sense to have a a guy that's shaped like Megatron around the basket. Like, I, I would not make him bring the ball up the floor and be the offensive initiator because that's stupid. That's what the guy who's 6'1 does. Just got a guy who's 6'1 that does that. That's what he's known to do. Make him bring the ball up the court. You have Giannis Antetokounmpo, who's probably the third, maybe somewhere in the top five of the most unstoppable players in the league. Why are you taking him 25 feet away from the basket? If I can see it from the couch, you have the best seat in the house. What are you doing? He might be such a loser. You know what? Angelo Dundee told Sugar Ray Leonard on a stool years ago in a fight against Hunter. He said, man, you're blowing it, kid. Blowing it. And that sparked something in Sugar, and he came back and won the fight. Somebody has to look boot nose in the eyes and say, look, you're blowing it, kid. You're blowing it. When Giannis is playing like a big man should, they win the game, hands down, because they can't keep up in Brooklyn. You're down Harden, you're down uh, 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 Kyrie Kyrie. Irving. What are you waiting for? The coaching is horrendous, and I don't care who is shooting 25 feet away from the basket. That's their game. Everybody ain't going to be Steph Curry. Every few years, every every generation is a player that kind of shifts the trajectory of sport, right? Where everybody, it's a co- it's all copycat. So now everybody has to try to emulate the the success that that team is having with that player, right? Every player is not going to have that gift. They shouldn't, <laughs> and they shouldn't. They can't all be Jordan. That's what sparked the generation of six foot eleven guys playing small forward because they wanted to be guards. It doesn't work for everybody. Get your big stupid ass down there in the post and coach, get your big stupid ass into thinking that that's where that guy needs to be playing. <laughs> two points. That's all I'm going to say. All right. Well, 
the important message of the day for this show apparently is don't blow it unless they reciprocate. So, fellas, <laughs> thank you as always for being there. <laughs> thank you all out there for listening. This episode allows movie files as movie files. <laughs>